Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for tuning into Americana Music Profiles. The next episode starts right now. You are tuned in to another edition of Americana Music Profiles, brought to you by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine and AmericanaMusicMagazine.com. I'm your host, Greg Tutwiler. Let's jump right in to the next exciting interview. Singer-songwriter Laura Kelly's debut full-length CD came out on June 10th. She said the idea was to explore a whimsical look at domestic life, exploring the middle spaces between youth and old age, born out of a desire to write about her current life stage. On this edition of Americana Music Profiles, Laura and I have a fascinating conversation about her music, songwriting, and all of the facets of how that fits into everyday life. Hi, Laura. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Greg. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for joining us today. I um, Looking over my notes, are you in Charlottesville? I am, yes. I live in Charlottesville, Virginia with my husband, and I have three kids and two dogs. <laughs> awesome. Cool. Have you lived in that part of the, in Virginia, in that part of the state your whole life? Did you grow up there? I did not, actually. I grew up in Katy, Texas, right outside of Houston. Ah, okay. Yeah, and then I moved to Charlottesville, Virginia in 2007 okay. and met my husband while I was here, and then we just stayed. It's it's a really, I mean, we've had times where we thought about moving, but it's a really hard place to leave. <laughs> so I <laughs> yeah. kind of get here, and you're like, where else would I go? I don't yeah, know. this part of Virginia, um, it's just... With the mountains, Blue Ridge Mountains, Shenandoah Valley, and and just all of that space in between, it's just beautiful. I, I'm sure as a songwriter, I would imagine that there's inspiration just even in the landscape. Absolutely, it is an absolutely beautiful part of the country. Every time I leave and come back, I I just take a minute to observe kind of where I am. I'm like, this is incredible. I can't believe I get to live here. Yeah, so I feel that way too. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So did you grow up with music in Texas? Was that part of your family existence? Um, yes, I I think so. You know, I don't think I grew up in a musician's family, which I think kind of lends itself to a different mm-hmm. experience. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I grew up with popular music, um, as a lot of people do, and play. There was a lot of music playing in my household, mostly popular music. But I think... You know, some of the most influential music that got me started was, I, I mean, one of the very first things I remember hearing was Eliza Gilkinson. <laughs> mm. And 
I just, my dad had a tape that he put in his Honda Accord, and we drove around <laughs> listening to, I'm aging myself, but that's okay. That's okay. I love being the age I am. Um, <laughs> but we would listen to Eliza Gilkinson, and I just loved her storytelling. I loved that. It felt, you know, both hopeful but grounded uh-huh. in reality, uh-huh. and that really connected with me, even as a small child, that you know, our experience on earth is both beautiful and challenging at the same time. So, yeah. Yeah. So that was kind of my first foray into a singer, a singer songwriter, female singer songwriter. Yeah. When did that uh, um, exposure transcribe over into you becoming a songwriter, singer, musician? Oh yeah. That's a good question. I, you know, I think I've been at war with, I was at war with, with all of that for a long time. I think sometimes in culture I grow up with, or at least for me, I grew up with this idea that, you know, um, talent as you will is natural. And if it's not there, then, you know, it's not, maybe you should, you know, should you be really pursuing that? And Hmm. so I, I just had a really hard time coming to realize that songwriting is, is both, you know, quote unquote, a talent, like something that you can maybe do, or you have cultivated peripherally that, um, begins to be something you do. Also, it's a craft. It's something that you work toward and something you can practice. And I I didn't really understand. It took me a long time to realize, oh, I could practice this. (laughs) Hmm, And it wasn't just waiting for the muse to give you a song that turned out to be really good. It's like, no, there's people who really, this is what they do day in and day out. They've worked very hard to be get, to understand, you know, how to write songs. And, and so it took me a while to get there. I think, you know, in college I started writing and then I really started writing after college in my late twenties. Mm-hmm. And that transformed into being more dedicated to the craft in my, 30s and so yeah that's kind of that's the process by which I came to (laughs) to write more thoroughly more professionally yeah what does practice look like for you how how do you practice the craft do you have a a regimen is is it more organic than that I, I think it's a combination of both things um I think it's organic in so far as in in life, you know, we're constantly receiving gifts from the people we're with, from nature, mm-hmm. from our relationships. And so that, you know, as you bring that into your brain, into your body, and you give it time to kind of form, then there's this natural outpouring from what you've received. Mm-hmm. And then there's the discipline to sit down and actually craft something out of it. So I think it's a combination for me. And I, I try to be pretty deliberate about taking in what I, you know, receiving what I'm taking in and then sitting down and going about the practice of, Mm -hmm. of writing. So, yeah. Was there a moment that you can recall that, um, it moved from being a interest, passion, hobby to, hey, I think maybe there's more here. I can I can um, do this professionally, whatever professionally looks like for you. How long has that been part of your life? Yeah, I, you know, I read The Art of War, uh, or 
art. No, excuse me. The War of Art. Yeah, good uh, book. Stephen Press. <laughs> Steve Press. You know. Yeah. And gosh, I read that five or six years ago. Uh-huh. You know, and he really, he's like, listen, you're a pro when you say you're a pro and you show up to do your work. Yeah. And, and so it took a long time for me to make that decision. I don't know why I think in my mind, I was like, Oh, I make that decision. I don't know. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Been, it's going to, it's going to own me instead of me owning. Like I felt like I would be at the effect of it. Uh-huh. And I didn't know I could make that decision for myself. We all have that ability to sure. decide, you yeah, know? Um, yeah. And so it just took me a while to do that. And I, I think somewhere maybe five years ago, I decided I wanted to pursue doing it. And so I, I released an EP and was, pretty deliberate about that and then and then I have children so then I do my children as well and then I came back and I was like you know when COVID started I I hadn't released a full-length record yet mm-hmm. and that was something I wanted to do it was something that I felt was important for me as a as a musician as an artist both to have the scope of work and also to go through the process of what it means to form a record, mm-hmm. to record a record, to complete it, to release it. And so I think I'm deciding, you know, I, I'm a professional and then I'm also deciding that day in and day out. Yeah. Every time I show up, I make <laughs> yeah. that decision. Yeah. I, does that make sense? Sure. You? I, yeah. I don't know yeah. if that feels like. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So. I, I've heard lots of people say that that book um, created a mind shift uh, in their approach to whatever craft that they do. Um, I was listening to uh, maybe, I don't remember any, but somebody recommended that book and I immediately went out and got it. And it was like, wow, this is a, everybody who um, has some sort of artistic expression should read this book. Um, it, it gives you permission in ways that I think you uh, maybe didn't have them before. Absolutely. And I think too, you know, one of them, mistakes I made as an artist was to have an idea of what it meant to be a professional Hmm. that was someone in their 10th year of having done something. Really? Hmm. And I thought I'm only a professional if I am, you know, you know, where like someone who's been in the craft of writing or in the craft of performing you know, what I see from them in the public sphere. And you're a professional the minute you start. And, and, you know, it's like a person who's just beginning their career in anything, you know, and their career and finance their career and um, whatever. Like, you go, you take the job, you show up for the work, you do the work, you are that. Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm. And it just takes, you know, so I think that was a huge shift for me to just Mm -hmm. say, I write songs. That makes me a songwriter. (laughs) (laughs) And it seems kind of obvious, but, you know, sometimes people are like, am I really this or am I really that? Well, if you're doing it, you are. So I just think just claiming that and moving on is really helpful. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to pause for just a moment. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the interview. Do you have platforms of expression publicly? Do you get to uh, coffee houses? How how do you get to share your music uh, with other folks? Yeah, I do play shows. I play shows locally um, here in Charlottesville. And I've got something I'm doing in D.C. as well and try to kind of do around this area. I've played in Richmond. I'd love to play other places, but I also love to be home with my kids. Mm -hmm. I love to see them grow as people. And so it's a balance for me in terms of being able to play out and enjoy that experience and offer that to my community as well as, 
be present with these human beings that I'm, you know, in the process of helping form. So yeah. yeah. And I enjoy it. I enjoy getting to do both of those things. So So the, the new record, or is this debut record for you? Or you mentioned EP. Is this the first full length project? This is the, yes, this is the first full length record I've released. Yeah. And uh, domestic. Do I have that right? Oh yeah. Domestique. So, um, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) I, I, I don't know. I was was sitting around and I get sort of irked sometimes by how mothering it can be portrayed in culture as this like doldrum thing. Uh And, and I do a lot of domestic work, you know, like I fold laundry. It's like I wear clothes and so then I have to wash them and then I have to fold them. (laughs) And that's just kind of a part of life. And, um, I do that on behalf of my children and my husband does domestic work. Like he folds his, he's folds laundry. Like we make our beds, you know, so a lot of life as human beings is doing domestic work Mm -hmm. and also finding, you know, like the beauty and the magic and the intrigue in those places. And so I wanted to offer that. And that's what I found was being offered to me. And in the time when I was writing these songs was sort of finding that mystical place. Like, how do you want to think about all of this work you're doing to allow your brain to be open to beauty and magic and, Mm -hmm. and all that. So I just kind of smushed those two things together (laughs) and that's where I got domestique. Okay. So, yeah. Was the the collection of songs on this project written specifically for this project or or, or are they a collection of songs that you've gathered over the last couple of years? Yeah, some some are a a collection kind of speaking to that evolving perspective that I was having. I, you know, one of them is called Midnight Lullaby and, you know, an early, (laughs) an early child's rearing I guess if you will when you have young children uh, they enter into this space where they start becoming aware of their surroundings and mm-hmm. it can make their minds really afraid at night mm-hmm. and and I was just I didn't have a lot of midnight graces I was pretty irritable uh, being woken up you know yeah. <laughs> at 12 and 2 or 3 and then like having 15 to 20 minutes of being awake and needing to do you know consoling or people sleeping in my bed and I, I just had a really bad attitude about it and so I wrote this song to help me like to like a little come to Jesus meeting if you will or come to whoever mm-hmm. come to Buddha come to whoever you're thinking about um, to kind of get my head straight and so I held on to that for a while and, you know, other things. And, and that's kind of how this record came to be is I just wanted to offer something to people who might be in those similar places to say, like, you're not alone and, and it's, it's okay, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. The, the whole project has a very Americana feel. Is that, was that intentional? Is that, is that the way you, the way you hear music when you write? How did that become the flavor that you that you sing and write in yeah i i think that's that's the kind of music i enjoy that's the kind of music that i sit with a lot it's the kind of music that speaks to me i'm always looking for stories that relate to my present moment and Mm -hmm. that's part of why I, i wrote some of the songs that i wrote is you know uh the high women record with Brandy Carlisle, Natalie Hemby, mm-hmm. um, Amanda Shires, and um, Maren Morris. 
you know, when that came out and there was a couple of songs, you know, in that record that had to do with mothering or the experience of mothering. And I was like, man, I need more of this. I need more of this while I'm doing <laughs> like <laughs> where I am right now. Cause that's where I am. And yeah. I'm not, you know, I'm not, um, I'm not in my early twenties. I'm not looking, I'm not trying to date people. I'm not, um, you know, I'm really in that middle space and I wanted music that spoke to that and made me happy and excited to be where I am. And so I, sort of took inspiration from those artists and, and that music and uh, Lori McKenna is one of those people who inspire me and so tried to write music that spoke to my current experience mm -hmm. um, and it just happened to be I love Americana music it yeah it makes me happy yeah mm -hmm. it's yeah. Uh, I, I watched the um, uh, mama's kitchen video and I, I had this um, almost the, the the TV show Fixer Upper feel. Um, mm. I, 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 I feels like that that couple kind of embodies that, uh, the imagery that that music, that that, that song and that video, um, kind of that, that middle generation, I guess, feel. Mm. Um, and mm. it felt like that it was kind of telling that kind of story. I, maybe I'm reaching for something that's not there, but um, I just had that very just peaceful, kind of playful, fun feel about the whole thing. Yeah, I that that song, I it was in the middle of COVID when I wrote it. I was with my mom sitting in the kitchen, and we, my husband's a, a an event photographer, and so obviously during COVID, all of our work was pretty upended, mm -hmm. and, and a lot of things were canceled or moved, and really, and I had just had a baby. I had a twelve week old baby, mm -hmm. and I we really were not sure like how are we gonna how are we going to you know, take care of ourselves financially. Right. And so we sold our house at the same time, strangely enough, like the housing market kind of went up. And mm -hmm. so at least in our area. And so we sold our house, moved in with my mom who lived very close just to kind of write it out. I thought this is probably going to be about two years if it ever goes away. Mm -hmm. And at least it'll be two years for us in the event industry before things really start yeah. re-regulating yeah. and which has turned out to be pretty true. Right. Um, and so I was sitting with, like, sitting on the floor with my mom, had the baby. My mom was making food. Our kids were out on her front porch. We were, you know, not really seeing that many people except for the people who were in our pod. And that was true for so many women. So many women across the country during COVID were really, there was a lot of requirements put on them to feed and nurture and care for the mental health of their of their children and their families mm -hmm. um, under really stressful, traumatic situations mm -hmm. and so I wrote that song kind of out of that space and then the video um yeah I just those were all people I know mm -hmm. every single one of those people are friends of mine mm -hmm. and just wanted to honor the people in my community that I know worked so hard to take care of their families yeah. and so yeah, that's yeah. kind of that's how that video came yeah. to be. But yeah, well, thank you for the compliment of Fixer Upper. That's really nice. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it had a very positive feel, the video, the song. That was the impression I took away from it. And, and uh, Chip and yeah. Joanna and that whole, what they try to create, I don't know anything about them, but the, the visual that comes out of that feels that way, very positive and, and, and happy and family. And, you know, so it just it, it left me with that impression. So, yeah. Oh, good. Well, yeah. thank you. Yeah. So what's what's next? Are you do you think ahead to another project in the midst of this one? Are you continuously writing? What what comes after this? Yeah, so I 
I, t- I took a break. I took a break from writing um, once I got the record out, and I thought I need to just sit with this. Like I need to mm-hmm. receive the gift of this and um, allow myself to rest and enjoy what it feels like to complete this project. And then, and then, yeah, I, I'm still writing. I mean, I, I think for me, I I also work with trauma. Mm. Um, I work and I I I coach people around stories of trauma and sexual abuse and love that work. It seems kind of funny to say I love that work, but I think it's just to sit with someone and have them, you know, come to understand their story more, receive healing, like in growth and process is so beautiful. And so Mm -hmm. for me, I would love to write. It feels a little scary to like put this out there, but I, I would love to write music that coincides with that process mm, of healing. Yeah, yeah. And so I've started, uh, I have started doing that and I think that will probably be the next thing I tackle um, and hoping to do some co-writing with people who, who write kind of liturgically in that, in that vein of, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, hard times come again, no more. It kind of has that secular hymn feel to it. Yeah. Um, and so I would love to write some music around what it means to like come into your body and understand your story um, mm. in that kind of way. Yeah, so that really, yeah. yeah. So that's kind of, that's my next project, yeah. I think. Awesome. That's cool. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Well, I, I love the music and um, I, I'm sure that it's touching people. And so I uh, appreciate you taking the time to share your story about that with us and uh, certainly wish you well with it moving forward and and I, I love the idea of your new project and I hope that takes off thank you so much Greg I really appreciate being here it's it's just nice to have conversations with people um, like you and have the opportunity to communicate you know and talk about music so yeah. I really appreciate it cool thanks Laura appreciate it Thanks again for tuning in to this episode of Americana Music Profiles. Find us on iTunes at Americana Music Profiles and on the internet at AmericanaRhythm.com. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.